It's a December of postponement as the rate of contamination of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 of the COVID-19 virus is spreading like wildfire within the Premier League. It's not really a good sight for the Premier League at the moment, but they are still making what they can out of it as it stands. On that note, I say good evening. Welcome to Tetra Soccer. This is episode number 14. I am not here alone. Hello, Adam. Good evening. I'm very, very fine. Thanks. How are you feeling too? Um, well, it's not really, really looking good for Premier League. Let's take maybe take a few minutes to actually talk about what's going on with this variant virus thingy. It started with Tottenham Hotspur having a breakout, and all of a sudden, it looks like half of the Premier League right now is already is already calling for it to is already calling for suspension. I think almost every team right now has a case of infection or something like that. Tottenham United. Uh, Brighton and Hogan, I believe, also in love that. It's, it's disturbing. Follow me. How do you feel about this whole con- this virus? I honestly am of the view that let's just scrap the league till things get better. Because what is the essence of a league that the, the spirit of fun is taken away? When I mean the spirit of yeah. fun, it is taken away. When out of 10 matches, only five hold. There's no fun because yeah. a lot of teams miss out and a lot of their fans miss out. So let's just scrap the whole thing, come back when things are better. And yeah, mm-hmm, mm. that's that's a whole lot better. And it will help I'm because... I'm really, really hoping we get to that point, actually. I'm really, really hoping we don't get to the point where we have to like, restart the league or pause the league like we did in 2020. I'm not I sure I'm ready for that. Just to pause it, honestly. Because I, I saw the United case. I followed it up. And then if they hadn't cancelled the Brighton game, United would have had just seven first-team players. That's out of how many first-team players? 20-plus, only seven available. It yeah. tells you how serious the virus is. Even, I think Tottenham at some point, I think the highest, because I remember the Premier League made an announcement and they said they've had the highest amount of positive cases not even last year when the COVID thing was actually in town. They had only 40 within a week. Premier League tested and got 42 positive tests within a week. It's, 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 it's looking like a cry for help at the moment, but I really don't know how to put it. It's, it's just disturbing. That's just it. But anyways, let's go into, well, the few games, from the 10 games they're supposed to have in game week 17, only seven of them were played, unfortunately. The most amount of games, there's usually like seven, eight games to be played. Everybody plays within three, four days. It's fun for us, the fans, even the players. Yes. Yeah. But this time around, this one with a lot of game cancellations and everything, I really don't know. There was supposed to be a Carabao Cup, I think um, the FA Cup, an FA Cup round within the month or Carabao Cup within the month as well. But as it stands, it's, it's not looking, I don't know, it's not looking likely if I'm going to be honest. But let's just discuss. Okay, game week 17. Well, we'll start from Tuesday night when Aston Villa 
get to go to the table of Aston Villa against you already working and Jacob Brown did already working had a good analysis in that game. I was quite happy with that. Then the one we actually the one I want you to talk about Columbia. Manchester City smashed Marcelo Bielsa's League United. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Manchester City seven. Firstly, I have to say Marcelo Bielsa is the Premier League's most overrated coach. He isn't as good <laughs> as people try to make him feel. Nah, he isn't good. <laughs> Honestly, after Leeds, after Leeds finished the mid-table, the first season back, it made you feel like, oh, Bielsa is good. Nah, Bielsa is not good. He's just playing a facade yeah. football with that team where... Everybody says they press, they this, they that. They look like a team without pattern. They look like a team that yeah, just they, They've not been what they were when they came last season. Yes. They just attack as a whole, defend as a whole. There's no clear game plan, honestly. They should be thankful to Rafinha for wherever they are on the table. That so, one has to be mentioned, yes. That young man has actually tried for them this season. So... For what do you call it? For Pep, on the other side, for Pep, mm. we know what Pep's machine can do. We know what Pep's Definitely. machine can do. They just showed us another example that men, they are still the best team in England. They are still the best, with or without a striker. <laughs> Pep's team is That's scary. Fair. I mean, the Brainer scoring, the Brainer's second goal, I think I have to mention it. It was a thunderbolt, like he smashed it from. I think about 20, 23, 25 yards away from the net. And, oof, God. I mean, I think the commentator said, thank God for the net. For, I'm pretty sure the fans at the back of the net are actually thankful for the net right now. Because, well, did you see that goal? Did you see that particular goal, actually? Let me yeah, ask. I saw it. I feel like the only goal I would pick above it is Arnold's goal. Yeah, we were going to, I was going to get to that one. So that one was also, in, was also an absolute bullet. Well, well, the Brenner's goal, okay. goal was top draw. Top draw. Mm, definitely. Well, away from that one, Crystal Palace against Southampton ended 2-2. Amanda Broha getting a goal and an assist. That's actually one of those value strikers right now, if you're looking to get into that. Wolverhampton Wanderers won away from home. Four yeah. goals, four games prior to this one, yes. I want to speak about that game. I want to speak about James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. The, the Southampton James Ward Prowse has turned his new free kicks to penalties. That guy is very. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is that guy is that guy is actually underrated as a dead ball specialist. I feel like because okay, he's playing for Southampton. Southampton are not the most stable of teams. Plus, he himself Definitely. too, his form is always up and down, just like the team he plays for. But what what Browse can do for you? What did you say? I said what you said about James Browse's consistency is actually something actually the manager should actually watch out for. You are right about that one. Yeah, man, that free kick was good. I I I went to see the highlights of the game. So I I'm not really sure I'll call it a surprise anymore. Whenever it does it, it's just wow, it's just James or Trout wins this time. It's just James or Trout. 
Yeah, I, 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 I saw the highlights on YouTube, and then there was this person that said, "What a fantastic penalty from Ward Prowse!" <laughs> <laughs> you know those those right in front of the area balls, or I, I feel like he misses the old days with Janik Westergaard, where all he needs to do is just lift the ball into the area. And we know that Big Jan definitely will connect with it from the corner or from that um from that edge of the edge of the pitch kind of crosses. Maybe maybe he misses that as well. But definitely, he's still one of the best in the business when it comes to dead balls, like you said. Well, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton and Hove Albion. This one was quite interesting actually. Prior to this game, Wolverhampton Wanderers had not scored in four games. They had not scored. They had not. They have not had a goal in four games. And they came into this one, got one goal through Roman Saiz and locked up shop. One goal to nothing, gave all three points to Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton and Albion. Away from that one, Pelumi, do you want to talk about the London Derby between Arsenal and West Ham? Uh, that game was just, I don't know. West Ham, West Ham have been showing of late. West Ham haven't been informed of late. So the game just went Arsenal's way because Arsenal have been really good. Mm. Well, now, now that that win actually gave us now the top four slot. Actually, they are now fourth in table, which is quite impressive for the first time in fourteen months over a year. United have not played. Top four. Because United have not played. But it's still it's still commendable work from Mikel from Mikel Arteta actually. Fourteen months, and to think that this same Arsenal side were at match the three bottom of the league table, and now they found their way back up from yeah. bottom twentieth and stepped up by about sixteen places. Without that without any goals scored, and they had considered nine mm. at match the three, they had considered nine. Yeah, yeah. they are not any exactly nine or eleven. I know they considered five to. It was five three two. I think it was five against City, three against Chelsea. I'm not sure it was two or three against Chelsea. Then there it was, was two uh, against Brighton. Yeah, it was two against Chelsea. So that makes it nine then. Yeah, and they hadn't scored any goal. Congratulations to Arsenal on that one, actually. Then we talk about Chelsea, the so-called Chelsea. Chelsea played out a one-one draw against a team of young boys. Let me put it that way. I saw the Everton lineup. I saw the match itself, and. I will be very, very honest. I've been saying this over at the radio with, with, with some other colleagues, actually. I've been saying this at the radio, and I think it's time we brought it here as well. At what point do we need to say that Chelsea might actually need to hit the panic button? I mean, you go back a few weeks, they draw against United, they draw against Burnley, they barely made it away from Watford, then they, they lost to West Ham United, then after that one, they, 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 they found, it, was, it took two penalties, let me put it that way, against Leeds United. Now this against an Everton side that did not have Calvin Lewin, there was no Richarlison, there was no Salomon Rondon, there was no Luca Dean, there was no Alan. I mean, Everton are missing as much as about six or seven players from their starting eleven, from like their natural starting eleven. This kid, this guy came to. They gave it. Um, Rafa Benitez gave a lot of young stars, and I mean a lot of young stars in this particular match. A lot of 18, 19 year old players who not who usually not start or play the match. Playing a lot of minutes in that game. Follow me. What is wrong with Chelsea? Honestly, for Chelsea, firstly, I feel like the fact that they don't have a nine who's in form. Lukaku is just 
occupying space. Honestly. Wow. Timo Werner, we all know what Werner can do in the Premier League now. It's just Werner for <laughs> It's just Werner now. <laughs> Werner, Werner, you can't beef Werner again at this stage. <laughs> I don't. I, feel... I, I really can't attach it. It's, it's beginning to disturb my head because at the moment now, they, although yes, both of them are like fit and whole, but the, both of them are also down with COVID. That's both Timo Werner and Romero Lukaku. I think Carlo Martino Joy is also on that list with COVID 19. So when um, we say the lack of some players, Carlo um, Ben Chiwell also is also um, attracted, is also infected with COVID 19. What do you say? What exactly is your standpoint with this Chelsea thing? No, I feel like Chelsea, at some point, they were going to struggle the way they started the season. They started the season dependent on goals from their defenders. It was the defenders popping up with goals everywhere. It was the defenders. You know, the thing is, most times, which is very evident in football history, you cannot keep that up. Your defenders cannot keep bailing you out, cannot keep scoring, scoring, scoring. At some point... The defenders run out of goals. Did you see the game? You saw that? Yeah, against Everton. Yes. James Smith against Everton. That's just how it is for, for what do you call it? That's how it is for defenders. They would lose form at some points. Now, at the stage where you come from your forwards, look at Chelsea's forwards. The only player in that Chelsea team that is not a defender that will guarantee you goals, apart from penalty goals from Penguinio, is missing Mount. He has seven goals this season, actually, which is quite commendable. Con- considering the way he started the season, seven goals at this point, because he has scored in four, I think about four games consecutively now in the Premier League. So he's like their best informed player right now. I'm talking about missing Mount. Kai Havertz has not really stepped up to the party. Hakim Ziyech has not been there as well. Christian Pulisic. Well, that's another headache. Callum Hudson Joy, who would have been a very, very good support for Mount, is out with COVID. So I think, yes, the headache is really, really beginning to actually dawn on Thomas Tuchel. Avat, Avat, Bayer Leverkusen did a good job, very good job for that robbery. They did a very good job. Wow. 70, 75 million? 72. 72. Uh-uh. Someone yes. give them a gun. Someone give them a gun. <laughs> they did very well with that deal, honestly speaking. Because they, they, I don't understand. And then, okay, now, I have to also speak about Rudiger. Rudiger has, he has been good this season, but lately he's not been informed. I feel like that contract mm. extension talk is affecting him. Okay. Do, so do maybe they can get to let him focus? Yes, the uncertainty. And we have to be honest, Rudiger is like their leader in defence. Because Definitely. when you... As Piliqueta does no longer play as much as before, Silva is not Silva of AC Milan. So, of course, it means he doesn't, he doesn't play every time. Christensen plays. Christensen needs Rudiger. Rudiger, who Christensen needs right now, does not have his head in place. Rudiger is playing like he's trying so hard to impress, to get whatever contract he's trying to get, or maybe attract mm-hmm. other suitors. Potential outsiders, okay. Yeah. So I feel like that one is affecting Rudiger as a player. And of course, you know, as a leader in the defense, if he's affected, it will affect the defense inevitably. Mm. 
And then Mendy has been exposed. Mendy is not as good as they tried to make exactly. it. It's beginning to it's beginning to actually dawn. That Chelsea defense that kept the uh, that the the six seven clean sheets at the beginning of the five five in eight or six in eight at the beginning of the season, they've suddenly washed away. They are not the same anymore. They concede goals in almost every single game of our last four or five games now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Leeds United were able to score two. A fringe ever since I scored one. Then let's never talk about West Ham United who scored three. I don't know. It's did you see the, soccer- did you, the West Ham game? Did you see the West Ham game? Mm, not exactly. I just got the highlights. What happened? You saw you saw Maswaku's goal, right? That goal was not supposed to be a goal. It was not supposed to be a goal. I swear. Now <laughs> that's how that's how I define it. It was not supposed to be a goal, but it was a goal. That that is that I feel like that goal just highlights Chelsea's defense of late. They're just considering mm. cheap goals, goals that shouldn't be. Well, well, let me let's move away from Chelsea. Let's well final game on game week seventeen is Liverpool against Newcastle. I'm not sure there's much to talk about here. Mohamed Salah and Trent Alexander Arnold. With a bullet from just outside the area, they got the job done for Liverpool 3 1. But although John Joe Shelby could not resist that outside shot that actually gave Newcastle the early lead, but they could not hold it for too long. 3 1 in favor of Liverpool. That uh, game. And 19th on the table. Speaking of the Premier League table. Okay, pardon me. You want to say something? That, that game. Uh, Alcantara is not a four. Mm. Alcantara is not a four. If you are going to play Alcantara as a four, you At should all. have a four alongside him, like a proper four. That's um, speaking of someone like Fabinho. Yeah, Fabinho, we know Fabinho is out. Exactly. But Alcantara is not. Alcantara was the one who made the, the weak clearance that led to yeah, Shelby. He kept Alcantara kept yeah, losing exactly. the ball. He kept losing the ball. There was this save that Alisson had to make from Saint Maxime. It was Alcantara who lost the ball. He kept giving the ball mm-hmm. away. And for a player who you put as your four, who is meant to screen the defense. He's not meant to be giving the ball away that easily. Akantara is not a four. Well, hopefully, hopefully from their next game, they probably would have to make some changes as you got that. Well, let's move away from that one. On the Premier League table, there has been some enormous changes. Like, for example, Manchester City are on top of the table with 41 points. With 40 points, Chelsea are now third with 37 points. They are they are three points of second place and four points of top spot. Arsenal have moved into the top four with 29 points. West Ham United, 28 points on fifth. United, Manchester United, with one game in hand, 27 points on sixth place. On the, on the flip side of things, Burnley are, are, they are, they are, the, they are the relegation battle leaders right now. Burnley with 11 points, 18 position. Newcastle, 10 points, 19 position. Dean Smith, Norwich City, or a bottom, a bottom of the league table. And the goal scorers, well, Salah is just looking to run away with it. 15 goals already. Yes. Honestly, it's unfair. It's unfair to Dean Smith that Norwich are bottom. I feel like they've done so well under him that they shouldn't <laughs> be bottom again. It's unfair. They need to call in. I, if if, if you are going to ask me about that one, I'll say they need to call in their finishing. Their match against United, I feel like they deserve something out of it. 
it was their lack of conversion. And to be very honest, I am not even going to, I'm not even going to front it or anything. David De Gea was just superb in that game. That was like what kept, that was basically the main reason why Norwich City couldn't actually get anything away from United because to be honest, United didn't really play spectacular in that game. So they need to actually work on converting more of their chances. They created a lot since the, since the Smith came there. We are not going to argue on that one. They've created a lot of chances. They worked a lot, but they really, really need to start scoring goals. That's the only way for them forward right now. I'm sorry? Richard is looking to join in. All right, I'll get him in a few seconds. Well, um, back on the statistics, like I was saying, Mohamed Salah, 15 points, 15 goals, right? Pardon me. Diogo Jota and Jamie Vardy are joint second on the goal scorers list, nine goals to their name. On the assist table as well, guess what? It is still Mohamed Salah with nine assists. Trent Alexander-Arnold is second with seven assists. Paul Pogba, third with seven assists. And Gabriel Jesus, fourth with six assists. On the clean sheets race, Alison Becker, and it's, it's, a double, it's a double header for the Brazilians right now. Alison Becker and Edison Moraes, nine clean sheets. And guess what? But let me guess who is, guess who is second on the clean sheets table? On the clean sheets table. Aaron's, Aaron Ramsdale. Um, I, I am quite impressed by that man, actually. I will not even front it. He has, been, he has been quite exciting to watch. Richard, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Sorry for it's a pleasure. No, it's no problem. We not We are still on the preview part, so we are going to get into the. We are still on the review. We are about to get into the preview. And Ramsdale is second with eight clean sheets out of fourteen appearances. Edward Mendy has now dropped into third with seven clean sheets in sixteen Premier League appearances this season. Well, gentlemen, we are now about to talk about what is to come. Unfortunately for us. We are going to have to talk about only five games out of a, out of a normal 10 Premier League game weekend. I don't, we only have five games to discuss. So, shall we? Well, are you guys still with me? Yeah, 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 I'm here. All right. So, let's start from the Aston Villa against Burnley match. It's, it's our first kickoff of the weekend, apparently. 4 p.m. on Saturday, Aston Villa against Burnley. Richard, how are you feeling about that one? Uh, with the current resurgence of Aston Villa under new manager Steven Gerrard, one can say it is Aston Villa will score goals. But considering mm. the fact that they are playing against a Burnley team that suddenly have found their defensive prowess at the back, <coughs> excuse me, you would expect that it comes out maybe down to the wire in a tight game where Aston Villa probably wins by good or two. So, mm. I look forward to watching that. Well, I think, we can both, I think we can all agree that um, Oli Watkins has made the most of the injury to his, comp- his, his competitor up front, Danny Ings. Uh, actually, Watkins is still performing at Watkins' level. From last season, we saw Watkins was just like augmenting the, 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 the goals and assists for Villa mm. when Grealish was still there. So, this season, I think it's just but I feel you can blast the under um under Steven Gerrard just under like Steven Gerrard the whole team actually has stepped up under Steven Gerrard but away from that one Pelumi 
Leeds United against Arsenal, not forgetting that Leeds United are quite unimpressive with their form. Arsenal, on the other hand, are quite impressive with their form. 6.30 p.m. on Saturday evening, it's Leeds United against Arsenal. How are we saying that one go down? I, I think it'll be, it'll be an Arsenal win. I don't think Leeds are ready to bounce back and say, oh, okay, we just lost 7 new to Man City. Let's come back and put out a statement win against Arsenal. Nah, I'm not seeing that happening. I'm seeing another Arsenal win. Another Arsenal goal. Another Arsenal win is something I would like as well. And for the sake of for the sake of fantasy, yes, Emil Smith-Rowe should be at the centre of attraction for everything. And I mean everything. I need as much points as I can get because I'm only fielding nine players this game week, actually. I don't have a complete 11, unfortunately. Honestly, well, Adam. Yes. <laughs> for for Smith-Rowe. Ah, I don't yes. know. I don't know. My only transfer for game week 17 was transferring out Smith through and bringing in Odegaard. I don't That's know that. why. <laughs> I threw all through. And then until then, I felt like, ah, let me get Odegaard. I think Odegaard has been playing lately. He's been in form. Oh, my God. I guess, like you say, the patient dog eats the fattest bone. Maybe. Just maybe. Me, the patient dog... Maybe I would eat the fattest bone this weekend when Smithrow pops like a hat trick against. Relax, relax, dog. Relax, dog. Away from that one, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Chelsea. Chelsea, not too impressive. Wolverhampton Wanderers, also not so, but looking to get their way back to impressive form. How do you see that one coming out on Sunday afternoon? I think it will be a Chelsea win, a close win, though. Mm. A close win. So you think they can step up finally? You can step up against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yes, yes. Because Wolves are, are a yo-yo team this season. You don't know what they'll do, honestly. Hmm. Hopefully, they do something right for themselves. But at the end of the day, well, it's definitely going to be an interesting watch. The venue is the Molly New Stadium at the, in the Midlands in England. And the time is 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. Also at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, there's Newcastle against Manchester City. I'm not quite sure this is up for a discussion, is it? It's not now. Ediawi cannot cannot ask for January sooner, honestly. I mean, he's just waiting to actually splash some cash, maybe get some new players because a colleague of mine at the uh, at the radio said he's still standing on it every week. I mean, every time he discuss Newcastle, his standpoint is that Newcastle would relegate this season. Personally, I don't see it happening. But where do you stand? Do you think Newcastle can survive it, or do you think they are going down? I feel like I feel like they will still suck at Yahweh this season. That would be bad, actually. Yeah, I see that actually happening because you know, of course, their owners are what do you call it? They are they have lofty ambitions. That's the honest truth. Mm. You don't spend that much money in acquiring the club. You don't have that much money, rather. Because they didn't spend so much in acquiring mm. Newcastle, actually. But you don't have that kind of yeah. money and not be wanting to aim for the higher part of the table. So now... Yeah, I because... understand where you're coming from. Sorry to cut you, actually. I understand where you're coming from. But don't you think it's a little bit too early for them to just... And to be very honest, I don't think just... Just turn around the season for them in just one season. Or in half a season, rather than just right now. So... Don't you think it's a little early? If I had the Howie after maybe just the end of the season, they don't make it. Don't you think that 
maybe a little rash in decision making. Uh, it's not rash. Look at Ediawi now. Look at Newcastle since Ediawi came in. Has there been much difference? No. It's still basically exactly. Exactly. Newcastle that was under the Bruce that we are seeing under Ediawi in terms of the results. So, really, what has changed? Nothing. Meaning, if at some point in the season, things continue like this, there are no changes. And then, of course, we are looking at a January transfer window where Newcastle want to bring in a few players, maybe on loan or permanent deal and stuff. Fine, we know they are not going to spend like, they're not going to spend like crazy. But, of course, they will bring in players. Now, are you telling me after Newcastle bring in players again, and then they are still this way, that they will keep their week? not possible. It's not possible. They will suck him. <laughs> you don't seem to like Eddie Howie so much. Nah, I don't know. Do you, I feel like Eddie Howie is actually overrated. You know, there was a time where there were discussions where Eddie Howie should take over from Movenga, Eddie Howie should come to United. Oh, he's such a very good British manager. He can take over the big teams, blah, 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 and all that talk. is a lie. It's just English media hype. Well, hopefully, I wish the to be very on professional basis. I wish the best for Eddie Howie in his future um, doings. Let's put it that way. On the final game of the game week, and one game number one, it is the biggest. It is it is on paper the biggest easily. I mean, it's, it's two big teams coming against each other, and that on paper, like I said, it's the biggest game of the game week. But if I'm very realistic, I still think this match will be postponed at the end of the day. In, in, I still think it will be postponed, but let's, keep, let's still give our thoughts on it because at the moment, it is still viable for contention. It is set to be played. Our venue, we are going to London, which is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and they will be hosting a team trying to catch up at the top of the table, Liverpool. Liverpool against Tottenham Hotspur is the biggest game of the game week this weekend, 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. How do you see this panning out? Let me start with you, Richard. Um... As a Bayard Manchester United fan, I would love for Tottenham <laughs> to whoop to whoop Liverpool so that um, the gap at the top of the table would be reduced. But then also not, as a if, Bayern, just to, just to cut you there, just, just let me just insert it. If Liverpool, Liverpool lose that game, Manchester City just draw further away from everybody else. So. Is it really, really at everybody's best interest if Liverpool lose that game? Actually, I'm more concerned with my team making the top four. So, okay, I don't know. Um, and also the bias of trying to prove everyone wrong that the best captaincy choice is not Salah, but um, Son Heung-min. <laughs> I would. Son <laughs> Heung-min. He has not been so easy. He's a stand-up player in the league, in the world right now, Musala. So, I believe with him present and his team gearing up to be without him for a couple of months or so, I think he would want to give mm. all his all to perform. And then Harry Kane is looking for that big stage to rekindle the fire that he has lost, apparently. So, it's to going be to be honest, I don't see that. We're going to see a lot of goals because Conte likes to step up against big bigger sides. And then Liverpool wouldn't want to fall 
to a small side like Tottenham. So it's gonna be a big game. It's gonna be a big, big game. Follow me. How do you see? Okay, just to put it out there before I bring you in, follow me. Mohamed Salah in the list of nominees for the FIFA World Eleven during the course of the week. Mohamed Salah with such an impressive form did not make the cut for the forward shortlisted. There was an in Holland, Robert Lewandowski, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Mbappe. Um, I think that's all the names on that list. If I'm so, if I'm counting, if I'm if I'm naming correctly off the top of my head. So, do you think Mohamed Salah's inner fuel is fired right now? Like, is, do you think his inner fire is fueled by that anger of missing out to such impressive form? Do you think maybe Tottenham might actually be one of the few teams that might actually suffer from that? Yes. Yes. Thanks, so. Honestly, I saw that list, and I have to say that list is as ridiculous as it gets. Is as ridiculous as it gets. That list is based on past glory because what is Jordi Alba looking for on that list? What is Frankie talking about Jordi Alba? That it's not even about Jordi. I understand. Yes, the four Barca players there: Jordi Alba, Frankie, Dijon, Sergio Busquets. The most ridiculous choice there was what exactly was Daniel Alves? I mean. Dani Alves literally just got back into European football. He has been playing in Brazil for, I don't know, six, seven months. We've, we've not heard anything so massive for his contribution there. He had, not make, he had not made an appearance for his new side, Barcelona, yet. He had not done anything spectacular. So how did Dani Alves make the cut? That's my own question. Be, that is like my own personal question. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. We tend to disrespect our legends and our heroes. And this is FIFA trying to get back to it. Daniel, let me finish. Let me finish. First of all, Pelumi talking about how terrible or, excuse me, shitty, permit me to use that word, how shitty the list is. It's just him being an hypocrite, given the fact that he celebrated the certain Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes, yes. I am talking. I'm saying that on live, on live, live. I'm food. going. I'm going to reply to this. I have to. So, so apart from uh, in contribution to that, Daniel, let's consider the fact that among all those forwards, first of all, Mo Salah did not mm. win the trophy. Every other person listed there won a trophy or two, or had a very, very standout season. Mo Salah did not finish as the top scorer. He did not finish as the top assist or anything in. The Premier League, although we still so it's only still picking up, we also consider that the even last season he was second on the goal scorers list. Yes, Arike was explosive. Yeah, Arike was explosive. I understand that concept, but you not naming Mo Salah as part of the top guys. I don't know. It just no, sounds a little. Who that list? If I may ask, who would you suggest goes out of that list? Is it Ronaldo? To be very honest, I do not Lewandowski? Them. Yes, maybe maybe Ronaldo. Because let's be honest here, what exactly did Ronaldo do? Ronaldo is there, to my own opinion, Ronaldo is there as the same reason as Sergio Busquets, Frankie De Jong, oh Danny God. Alves, and Jordi Alba. Oh, no, 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 Frankie De Jong is on Bassa privilege. Bassa privilege. That's why Frankie if, De Jong is on that list. Because oh, Frankie no, De Jong. No. Has no business on that. The first thing, the first thing I would like to say Richard, is Richard, go ahead. 
if they wanted to remove anybody from that scorers from that forwards list, it should have been Neymar mm. because Neymar was basically non-existent into an extent. But for you to mention Ronaldo, well, I am I think that one keeps me. Because this year, this year alone, he broke the highest goal scorers list in the world. He broke the highest goal scorers list in Euros history. He broke the he was the highest top scorer of Euros. What are you saying? And he was top scorer in in Serie A. And oh my God, this is you just being Richard. Richard. Like, All right. Go on, go on. Firstly, I want to I want to first reply to where you said I'm I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> See, see, Messi deserves to be I did on not the call list. I was calling the awards. The award. The award. Who won the Ballon d'Or? We all know who has seven Ballon d'Ors. If you can't bring seven Ballon d'Ors to them, please get out. Don't discuss football with me. Get out. It's disrespectful. Now, secondly, that's on the lighter note. Secondly, as for which four they should have removed, I am actually with you on the page of they should have removed Neymar. Yes, exactly. What did PSG do? PSG didn't even win the league. Lee won the league. What did Neymar do? PSG got eliminated at the semi-finals of the what do you call it? Semi-finals of the Champions League. But now, when you look at Mo Salah last season, let's be honest. Salah last season, where where did Liverpool end up? Liverpool scraped to finish third. They scraped to finish third. It was their final. It was their final games of the season that gave them third position. Liverpool themselves weren't so good. Did Liverpool win anything last season? No, I don't think so. Salah just became red hot this season that we are in. Salah became very red hot this season. And if you are going to consider last season, nah, Salah shouldn't be there. Neymar, Neymar also shouldn't be there. Ronaldo should be there. Ronaldo, Ronaldo won the. Yaya's goal scorers award in Syria. So, of course, and then, of course, he broke the record for the highest player ever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's come back home. Quickly, why do you see Tottenham Liverpool? Tottenham Liverpool at the end of the day. Do you think Liverpool should win that game? Do you think Tottenham would win the game? Or do you think, maybe for the sake of parity, a draw would be nice? Nah, Liverpool win because I'm looking at Tottenham right now. Tottenham have a COVID-19 outbreak. If that game goes through, Tottenham mm. have a COVID-19 outbreak, meaning some of their first team will be out. Now, if you take that first team out, Spurs are not a team that have so much quality in depth. Let's be honest with ourselves. So, you are telling us Liverpool are going to be going into that game fully armed, if I should say that, fully armed. And then they are going to be playing against a Spurs team that will be needing to be feeling Putting some some square pegs and round holes. I think, I think the word you are looking for is handicap. Handicap. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. No, that's a wrong. That's a wrong perception of football from Kwelu Media. Very, mm. very wrong. Because um, Everton, Everton played Chelsea, the Champions League. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to mention that part. <laughs> without nine first team players, nine, and I'm not talking about just any players. I'm talking about. Dominic Cavalewin, Richarlison, Coleman, every single player that can make a difference for them was out of the game. So, and they played the champions of Europe and they held them to a draw. So, but, but Richard, Richard, on the flip side, we have to consider Liverpool's form and Chelsea's form. Chelsea, Chelsea, before the game already showed that Chelsea were struggling. It was normal. Chelsea were struggling. Exactly. 
But they are the best club in the world. Sorry, sorry. If I'm going to say something in, in accordance with what Polumi said just now, we, um, Chelsea on, uh, were on a, they had this coming kind of thing. We all saw it coming. But uh, having it against a fringe Everton side was just like something we'll call an all-time low. I think that's how we put it. No, no, they've not gotten to that point yet. They are still going there. <laughs> <laughs> I trust Abraham. All right, just, uh, no, 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 no. Thank you. Most of our time, the last round up quickly. Sorry. We spent the time we have around, and it's been a pleasure. Actually, I've enjoyed every single bit of this one. And we are really, really sorry about the miss in last week's episode. But this time around, we are back, we are better, and definitely enjoy the festivities that are coming. This is a week before Christmas. Try to get your presents in time because when it comes to a day or two before Christmas, you're going to have to pay a little extra. So try to get it before Christmas. If you want to send me Christmas gifts, I'm always open. Thank you very much. If you want to send any of us Christmas gifts, I'm pretty sure we'd all, we'd all give you virtual hugs. So, well, <laughs> we are always open to that. Anyways, Back to business. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. But let me any final words for the game week. Yes, 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 I have. Since Richard is on here, thank God. LM7. LM7. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Richard caught, I'm pretty sure Richard caught that. <laughs> I, 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 I can't hear things like that. What did you say? Any final words well, before, we leave? before we leave? Yeah, all right, all right. Enjoy your FPL. That's all. Enjoy your FPL, says Richard. On that note, Adam, Palumi, and Richard say have a blessed game week ahead.